0: Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999.
1: Hello, welcome to the Winner's Find-A-Way Show. I am your host, Trent Clark, CEO of Leadershipity. Serial entrepreneur, longtime coach in professional baseball, coaching in three World Series. And I am with one of my favorite guests, Melissa Hughes. Hi, Melissa. How are you doing?
2: Great. How are you, Trent?
1: I'm awesome. I'm even better now I get to hang out and talk with you. Come on. You know, (laughs) I'm
2: super excited to be here. I just love talking to you. You always make me laugh.
1: (laughs) Really? That's awesome. Okay. So we're going to have some fun. I'm going to try to make you laugh. We're going to try not to cry because we might do that too. All right. But Welcome for everybody to the show. We love our guests. Thankful that you're here and we are a show all about bringing you the one percenters to talk about those challenges in life. And the winners find a way show is based on the quote that winners, when shown data that they are losing, find a way to win mm-hmm. by Chris McChesney and Sean Covey. Love that from the four disciplines of execution. If you are currently out there struggling challenged i just encourage you like this is the show you're looking to become elite looking to be a business owner looking to be a better athlete just a better person i think you're in the right place and today melissa hughes comes on and gives us the brings the big noise so melissa <laughs> tell them where they can find you first
2: yes you can find me on tiktok we're actually live right now <laughs> at Melissa Lee hughes Or on Instagram at Melissa Lee Hughes. And it's Lee as L-E-A. It's all one one word. LinkedIn, Melissa Lee Hughes. Facebook, Melissa Hughes. So, or my email, Melissa at MelissaLeeHughes.com.
1: I love that it's in your message, actually. You know, people can't find Melissa Hughes. Like, just go to her message right here. If you can visibly see this on Mm -hmm. the show, you know, we got. And for all, you know, Melissa's huge, massive TikTok following, hello. It's good to see you out there. So excited to join the Melissa Hughes contention. Like, it's just a huge group. And uh, we're going to talk about your following, which is awesome, and how that was created. But let's first of all, get to know Melissa Hughes a little bit. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, Melissa, we both now live in Grand Rapids, Michigan. But we used to live in Chicago, Illinois, where you are from. Yes. Homecoming queen of the Mundelein Mustangs. Got her on my show. You know, like, what up? Right here. Everybody, you know, it's not for everybody, but you know, when you okay. get the home homecoming green, you got to let them know, you know, you got to let them know that, you know, they're on and it's happening. All right. <laughs> so you have this unique business. You are a TikTok coach. You TikTok yeah. coach for our contention at Athletic Influencer Marketing, AIM, where we have athletes in the NIL space and Melissa helps our contingency learn to get better at being online and shooting their video. So you are an absolute expert, but you are probably best known for being this TikToker who mm-hmm. creates a real environment around being a spouse, a mother, and you were featured on the Kelly Clarkson show. You're an author of two fabulous books. One, certainly that she can laugh for all mm-hmm. those moms, mothers, wives out there, right? Everyone who's out there, you female contingency getting and then your children book that mommy loves you went.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretty
1: awesome. Like walk me through like why you decide like, Hey, I gotta write a book. Why did you think like, this is a great idea. And this is what I just have to do.
2: Well, I actually wrote, she can laugh in 2016 was when it was published. So it was before I was on TikTok or anything. And that book is all about helping women becoming spiritually, emotionally, and physically healthy so it was also Trent before everybody was all organic and loved kale. I want to say I was I was on the cusp of that wave. But yeah, it was just a, it's a whole message about helping women live in like their faith live in a, like healthy with not just like physically, but also in their mind and their soul. So, and it's based off that scripture in Proverbs 31. She can laugh the days to come.
1: Love it. Love Mm -hmm. it. And then, so let's take me through, you've been through some trials here, right? Like that's just a part of life that's happened and Mm -hmm. never easy. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, Kelly Clarkson show on there twice, right?
2: Yeah. They okay. booked me for two segments. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for two segments, right? Which is pretty cool. What's one thing that most people don't know about you?
2: Well, Trent, I am a terrible driver. And even mm. in high school, I was voted worst driver for my senior superlative. Most people don't know that, and I've worked on it, but, you know, it it's I'm I'm working on it.
1: <laughs> nice. Hey, work in progress. That's right. Hey, you know, I use driving all the time in my talks because and I do it sometimes on shows because I use driving as that epitome of confidence game, right? Confidence is about prep and mm-hmm. reps and yeah. how prepared we are to drive. And then how many repetitions we get again and again. Like most of us, I'm very old, by the way. I'm not like you, this young mom, right? Like I, uh, like I did, I never thought about getting in my car at 35 years old. If my wife said, Hey, can you go to the grocery store? I wouldn't be like, Oh, how do I start this thing again? Like, right? How do, how do I get it into drive? Like, Oh, red means which like stat like we're so confident like i'm i'm monitoring all the the traffic the signs eating a sandwich calling someone like it's awful right i'm doing way too much multitasking right because i'm so confident in my ability mm-hmm. to do it right so that's it's pretty unique and i don't know like Melissa, i don't know if you should tell these people because you know how many people get on women drivers right like like <laughs> people are like out there so i don't know as the mantra for women if you can ever admit this to anybody all right. I know.
2: Let's just keep it our, let's just have it be our secret. Yeah, no one for, will know.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure it is now. I mean, it'll always be just in stone, right? Okay. So you get going on this thing. And so let's, you, you, wrote, you wrote the book yeah. and you've been on missionary work in the UK. Yeah. You, you are married.
2: Yeah. 10 to, years.
1: Yeah. And your husband is from the UK.
2: Yeah. He was born in Scotland, grew up in Wales, moved here when he was 10. So yeah, and we were able to live there for about four years because obviously he's from there. So I, I piggybacked off of his citizenship.
1: <laughs> and you've done missionary work over there. You've done a lot of things like love the culture, love the community.
2: Yes. Yeah. Love living in the UK.
1: Yeah. Nice. So hey, she's not hating on Grand Rapids, people. Grand Rapids, Michigan's a fine place. <laughs> like we're good here too. So yeah. let's talk about, you know, one of the biggest challenges in your life. Yeah. Came down to an event in the UK.
2: Yeah. So we had decided to move over there. I was 25 and my husband was 23. And we moved to the UK to start a church, which is obviously like to go and help people. And we're full of excitement and faith. And a month after moving there, my husband got into a horrible car accident. And we had at that point No car, no house, no furniture. I actually found out I was also pregnant, and the only place that would rent to us at that point was a funeral home in a valley. (laughs) So we lived in a valley on an, and actually, after that, about a year and a half later, the only place that would rent to us was a funeral, was a cemetery. So we lived during that time on a funeral home and then a cemetery in a valley. And it was just three years of really difficult challenge.
1: Yeah, so your husband was in a horrific auto accident yeah. which took, you know, months and months of rehabilitation. Yeah. Uh, off, off work.
2: I couldn't work.
1: Yeah, it couldn't work because you became which you didn't have training for or signed up for, but you became the nurse. Right.
2: Yeah, I became because a that's, the, that's the that's yes. Yeah.
1: So you're like, wow, I said these vows a little while ago, like in sickness and in health, but like, I didn't know I was going to be challenged so soon. Like this is going to be a go, right?
2: Yes. Yep. I remember giving him sponge baths in our living room, like the whole thing. It was a really, really hard time. And especially like when you're going over there to like be a help and suddenly you become like in your most vulnerable state and like actually in like a huge place of need was super humbling.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, you kind of grew up as that person who served those needs. You were taught like, hey, go out, do the mission work. There are people that are less fortunate than we are. Go out there, be a life force to people. And you're like now raising your hand. Like, hey, I'm one of those people now.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Walk me through that, you know, like that transition in your heart. Right, like because I don't know, you know, we're Americans, we're a prideful people, right? We're like, you know, I don't need any help. I don't need. I can do everything, you know. Like, yep. like, what's your stance? Like, how does that transition?
2: Yeah, that is such a good question. I think, like, looking at it, it was really, you know, a huge thing. Like, a huge core value of mine, Trent, is my faith. And so, when it all first happened, I was all like, "Hey, it's okay, you know, everything's gonna get, you know, God's called us here. It's gonna be all good." But because things like didn't necessarily get better, in fact, like things seemed like they were, it just kept like hardship after hardship ended up being for me, I wasn't really being real or honest with myself. And you can never really move forward until you come to that like real, honest place. And it wasn't until a friend of mine called me from back home, and this was like a year and a half in, and she was like, Hey, Melissa, how you doing? And I was like, you know, we've had some challenges, but we're good. We're okay. You know, it's going to get better. And I've got faith and blah, blah, blah. And she just said to me on the phone, she's like, you know, Melissa, it's okay to say that things are not okay right now. And Trent, I could not get those words out of my mouth because I felt like I'd have to answer a question that I was totally unprepared to answer, which was, okay, But then if God is good, then why do I feel like he's called us into something so bad? And so it was really like under the surface, I was having like my core value of my faith was really being shaken. And I really had no answer. And like just I felt like I kind of like broke in that moment. And it was a, a point of like leaning into the pain. And leaning into like the that question, which was a very unknown question to me.
1: Yeah, you know, I hear that, and I've had some friends who have been that ultimate, you know, like the glass is half full. In fact, it's more than half full; it's three quarters. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you can argue with me all day long. Like, I don't even know if it's water, by the way. Like, I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. Like, and there is that power of positivity, and I honor it and I respect it. But there's also where I've lost, uh, I shouldn't say lost, I I don't know how to describe it, but I have definitely felt some animosity towards positive people where I feel like it's really not authentic and genuine anymore, right? Right. It's like, yeah, I think you're just BSing me now. Like, are you, like, I'm like asking like, hey, are you trying to convince me it's okay? Because I'm sitting over here, I know it's not okay, but yet I'm sitting right in here to lean in, to hug, to do whatever you need, because I'm not leaving and I'm here for you. But don't sell me a line of garbage and ask me to believe it. Because, you know, we know truth, right?
2: Yeah. And we
1: lean in and go, I don't think you're being genuine or authentic right now. And so you're either this force of positivity, but it also can be like, you might be delusional, (laughs)
2: right? Right. Well, really. And I think like for me being completely transparent, it was like I wasn't in a place where I was willing to look at the hard stuff. Right. Because like if we feel like we're failing or we're not doing good enough or it's not going the way that we thought, you know, it's better to make it seem positive and happy as opposed to being like, well, maybe, you know, maybe I I need to look at some stuff or maybe I need to assess some things and really like unleashing the shame and taking a good hard look at ourselves. And that's not easy to do. And it takes courage to do that.
1: Yeah. That is courage. Great word. You know, it's a hard one for me, right? Melissa, because I believe in the power of positive thinking, right? I I mean, I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in getting right and all those things. So, you know, I would never tell anybody, you know what you need to do. You need to go to the negative place. (laughs) You know, that's that's not what I'm going to ask of anybody. But I do think there's this process that we have to walk through authenticity and face what we're dealing with and know that, it's going to be okay like yeah. like good or bad like we know what we're up against and let's not walk around in in denial about what's really happening here right
2: yeah so well, yeah talk me
1: walk me through that
2: no it's just that like you know again like for me like my faith is really important to me and i always kind of i had this belief system that i didn't realize that i had but obviously trent like if you think god's good you're gonna trust him but you're gonna like for me i thought then my life should be good But the question is, is like, is God still good when your life is bad? And that like I didn't have an answer for. But what Mm -hmm. I ended up discovering and this was like what like the revelation or like the epiphany that I got was that like while I wanted like a pain free life and that's what I thought was being promised to me, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, I
2: was being trusted with a profound life because you can't have. You know a triumph without a tragedy you can't have a really great story without something happening to make it an awesome story and like if you look at like the person of jesus you know he had the resurrection but he also had the cross and so it's both and like living in the mountaintop and the valley if you want to live like your most profound like the fullest expression of life you have to have both and i never saw that before so like appreciating the valley and knowing that like that is where we grow and that's where like we face the hard things where we, let me tell you something, Trent, you definitely become a lot more empathetic after you have suffered, Yeah. right? You definitely become a lot more like compassionate and humble after you've gone through something. So thank God for those times in a way, because yeah. you're able to be like a more whole person.
1: Yeah, I think that's really powerful. You know, it's funny that you say it. I feel like I've been some thing, through some things in my life, right, Melissa? I don't know. I mean, I don't know on a scale one to 10 how bad it's been, right? But I got to tell you, like, you know, I score like negative numbers on the empathy gene, right? Like, it's like rub some dirt in it. You're not hurt. And so, right. and and I don't know. Part of that was like I, when I went through the hard times, you know, I went through the valley and you know, I went around it. I went through it. I went over it. I went under it. Like I learned how to, you know, find a way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No one ever said like, Hey man, like, you know, you just need to like, I I feel so bad for you and this and that, like they were just like, suck it up, man. (laughs) Like this is the way it is. Like, I was like, wow. Like, so I don't, I didn't get a lot of empathy and I'm not saying, you know, my mom was more empathetic than my dad for sure, but like, it's, it's a hard thing. Like, and I, I'd like to say I'm more empathetic today. And I definitely am like, I'm actually in the positive scale now. I'm not negative numbers, but like I do actually score (laughs) where they just go, you should just go away and not talk to people anymore. I don't know if it's like made me a nine or 10, you know what I'm saying? Which I think that power that you got from that, I think is huge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I'm always challenged with is we address that good and bad, right, is that I hear a lot of people go, you know what, like, where are you at now, God, things are bad. And I'm like, okay, all right, that's fair. But like every time you got something good in your life, were you like, hey, God ordained? Or was it, hey, look at me. I don't know if you know, I'm kind of a big deal. Like, you know what I just did? I just got this many followers. I just won a world series. I just did this. Like, did I do it? Or am I, when all things are good for me, like, Lord, thank you for blessing me in this. Thank you for giving me this platform to see people and help them. And like, I'm a blessed guy. So when people go the good and the bad, when it's bad, it's like, Lord, where you at? Where you at? And I'm like, well, when it was good, were you like, hey, God, thanks for walking with me, man, lifting me up. Because (laughs) I don't always hear that, right?
2: Yeah, it's true. So that's a tough one for
1: me. All right. So so you become a TikTok coach. How did you become this TikTok extraordinaire? What was the deal with like, you're okay, you're an author. I'm sure they're like, hey, get on some social media. Like, yeah, okay, fine. But like my understanding is you did a post, one Uh post. And that one post, just like my first one, you know, which got one like. Thanks, mom. (laughs) And (laughs) thanks, sis. And you're like, you got how many? How many likes on your first post?
2: It was yeah, twenty-two million.
1: Oh yeah, just twenty two million. Yeah. That was more than my sister and my cousin. The two right. I got. So talk walk me through how that all started.
0: Need to hydrate but tired of plain old water? You need rebellious infusions. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system, an L thionine for brain health, 10 organic flavors, and convenient liquid packets. Just add 16 ounces and you are on your way. Rethink your drink at drinkrebellious.com. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Do you want to be our next guest? Or do you have inspiring stories to share? Or do you love to inspire, support, and empower thought leaders? Feel free to send Trent a direct message on Instagram or Facebook at Leadershipity.